Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Welcome Ephraim and Shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim, Cradle of Hope, blog radio on Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday, April the 18th, 2022. And today, oh, we have an exciting story 23. It's 23. I have stood corrected. Yes, you're right. It's 23. Thank you. Thank you, Kayleen. I appreciate that. I don't know what year I'm in, obviously. Anyway, today's Teacher's Tuesday. I do know that. It's Teacher's Tuesday, and we have an exciting episode for you today. But first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Well, praise the Lord. Now we know what year I'm in. It's 23, Donna. 2023. Yes, it is. And you know what? This weekend, that's right, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is our April quarterly. Yes, it is that time of year. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, God has something planned for you. You come expecting God to meet your needs. You put a demand on God's anointing, and he will deliver His anointing will be there to break the yoke in your life. If you will do what? Put forth the effort to show up, to be there. God will meet you there with his anointing. That again is April 21st through the 23rd. We will be ministering Friday night, 7 p.m., Saturday, 10, 12, and 5, and then Sunday morning, will it will not be broadcast. Sunday morning will be only for those who are in attendance there. Don't miss it. 
God has something special planned for that. Um, it's $25 registration fee that pays for your food. Children 11 to 6 or 10, 5 and under are free. And um, actually, the registration is closed as of now, but you know what? If you, if you really sweet talk to me it, with an email, I, I think I could, could find a way to get you there, okay? Check out our itinerary page, www.jewishprofit.com. Also, that will be available online streaming. If you want to participate in that, you have to register and send in your $25 for that, okay? Uh, we have available online weekly Sabbath service. And, of course, this week that won't be available online because we will be having quarterly. Uh, we do have our Wednesday evening services uh, that's available. We have Blog Talk Radio available five days a week. This station has the late Prophet Deckard and myself. The other station has Prophet Gary Burpee and Prophet Greg Burpee. And all of us are teaching Prophet Deckard's materials. If you're interested, email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll get that out to you. Well, last week, we began uh, a piece of ministry that I did called Rethinking the Resurrection. Rethinking the Resurrection. This was done by Prophet Deckard several years ago, and uh, I ministered it, and it is on the table, and it's a, a series with prophets, prophets uh, uh, sermons in there as well as mine, and that is, that is uh, available if you want to order that, I believe at this point it is still available. Yes, it's still available on audio CD. It's a $20 donation, and that was done back in July 2017 is when I did it. Prophet did it before that. But uh, anyway, rethinking the resurrection. Rethinking the resurrection. There was a conference years ago when Prophet did this in Chicago. Now, that, that, that conference happened, I'm sure, every year. They bring together all the heads of all the different types of ministries, including, including the occult. All get together, and they, what are they doing? They, they are putting together... The one world church. It's the seed that is growing. And one of the things that they declared, talked about, proclaimed way back I wish I had I wish I had that on here when he preached it, but I don't. They proclaimed that they were going to rethink the resurrection. That they didn't believe that our Lord and Savior rose from the dead as the apostles witnessed. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. Now let me tell you something. I want you to think about something. 
Yeshua didn't raise from the dead, what makes him different from any other God in this world? It doesn't, does it? You see, all the other gods in this world are not alive. But our God, our God is alive. Christ's victory over death was not for him alone. It was promised to all who were baptized into his body, his believers. His believers. If you are a believer, it's for you. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 21. Wherefore also I have heard of your faith in the Lord Yeshua and love unto all the saints. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord, Yeshua, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation to the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. How many of you have had the eyes of your understanding enlightened? Let me tell you something. God enlightens my eyes on a regular basis. I can tell you that just this past, just this past few days, God's enlightened my eyes about multiple things. Multiple things. He's enlightened my eyes. The eyes of your understanding. You know, that's talking about your spiritual eyes. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you understand we're his inheritance? We're his inheritance. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe. Like I said, you come to this quarterly, you believe that God's going to meet your needs. His anointing will break the yoke in your lives. Verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now, I want you to understand, that power that raised Yeshua from the dead is the same power that's in his anointing for us. And set him at his own right hand at the heavenly places, far above, say far above, far above, all principality, power, might, dominion, every name, every name which is named, every name that is named. He was set above the government, 
of this world. He was set above Satan and his entourage. He is set above all principalities, all power, all might, all dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. How many times I can remember when I was a youngster in school, it was very popular to, to say, and it was a saying that went around quite a bit of, well, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. You talk about a cop-out. Well, that, I'm not responsible for my actions. The devil made me do it. Well, this scripture here takes care of that. Because Yeshua gave and has power over the devil. And if you belong to Yeshua, you have authority over the devil too. And you don't, I'm telling you, God is not impressed with the devil made me do it. He ain't impressed with that at all. Not at all. Not at all. God died, raised from the dead three days after he died. He's a God of power. He is a God of power. Sometimes we forget that. We forget that. We just celebrated Pesach. We just talked about all the all the the plagues of Egypt and how how God destroyed Egypt. How he came against all of their gods, all ten of them. How he took his people, Israel, the Hebrews. And he took them out. They were slaves. Let me tell you something. As slaves, they were part of the prosperity of Egypt. But not only that, but God had them to go and ask for the spoils, silver, gold, remnant. And they gave it to them. They spoiled Egypt. And they never raised. Raise a gun, a bullet, a knife, a spear, a sword. That's the power of our God. That's the power of our God. He died. He rose again. He's a mighty God. Say he's a mighty God. He is a mighty God. He's alive. He's not dead. 
Without the resurrection, you and I wouldn't even be here today. We'd be off living in the world with the rest of the world. There'd be no reason. Why would you want to walk the straight and narrow if our God wasn't arrived? Second Peter. Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter three, one through four. The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you. In both which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. Peter says, I want you to remember. I want you to remember. I'm going to stir up your pure mind that you will remember. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. And of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first. That there shall come in the last days scoffers. That's mockers. Have you ever been mocked? I have. You have been made fun of? I have. Peter here says that in the last days, that's going to happen. But he said they're going to be walking after their own lust. Boy, you can look at the world today. You've got, we got all kinds of people after whatever it is that, that their soapbox is, you know? Some of them have one thing, some have another, but they mock. They mock the believer. They mock God. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. They say, where is he at? Where is he at? Oh, he's there. You see, if you, if you ask him in to hit your heart, he's in you. He's in you. They're questioning the resurrection. And they're questioning his second coming. You see, if he's still dead, he can't come back. He's dead. He's rotted in the grave. He's a pile of dust. How can he come back? But he's not. He's alive. Hallelujah, he's alive. First Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Now the Spirit speaks expressively that in the latter times some shall depart. Say depart. Some shall depart from the faith. Some shall leave. Some will turn their back on the living God. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Satan is out there to kill, steal, 
and destroy from you. And in the latter times, that's now, some people will depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot arm. You read the news, you read it. People killing people. Whether it's a mass mass shooting somewhere, whether it's a domestic crime, you read of people who not only take their own life, but they take the lives of others. Their conscience has been seared. They think they're doing the right thing. They think that everything is so bad. And they're having such a wonderful pity party. And their life is just so horrible. It'd be better to die. That's a lie. It's a lie from darkness. It wouldn't be better to die. Not by killing someone else. The Bible says no murderers will be in heaven. No murderers in heaven. So if you murder multiple people and then turn the the weapon on yourself and murder yourself, you're not going to the better place. Conscience has been seared with a hot arm. They believe the lie. They departed from the faith. It's not going to matter whether they take the guns away. Darkness will still find a way to do it. Not the guns. It's the people. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, 6 and 7. Yeshe karaboho makaha. Galatians 1, 6 and 7. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ and to another gospel. He said, I marvel that you have already removed yourself. And listen to something else. It didn't take long for Satan to deceive you. Which is not another but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. There are people who are going to convert, per, not convert, pervert, prevent 
pervert the gospel of Christ. Keep, let's just look on down here, verse 8. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any gospel unto you, then that which we preached unto you, let him be accursed. That's pretty strong words now. He said, let him be cursed. Those who are saying the gospel is different, let him be cursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that we have received, let him be accursed. He said it twice. He must have wanted this to really get across, didn't he? For do I now now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For yet if I yet please men, should I should not be the servant of Christ. He said, I'm not going to please the men. You see, it's not going to please men when you're pleasing God. But I certify you, brother, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for neither I received it of man. Now listen to this. This is Paul. He said, I didn't receive this of man. Neither was I taught it. What? Now I can't say that. But Paul could. But by the revelation of Yeshua the Christ, for you have heard of my conversion in time past in the Jews' religion. And yes, we all have, right? We know Paul. Paul was out to kill the Christians. He was a good, abiding Jew. He was going to stop it. How that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. And profited the Jews' religion above many my equals of my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son to me. Do you remember what happened? He was off headed for Damascus. He was off to go kill some Christians. He had papers with the right, kind of like whenever the officials have the warrant to come search your house. He had the paperwork. He was going to go kill those Christians. And God appeared to him in the road. Said a bright light shined. A bright light shined. And said, Paul, why do you kick against the pricks? Why do you persecute me? And Paul was converted. Paul was converted. He said, to reveal his son to me that I might preach him among the heathen. And he said, immediately I confirmed not 
with flesh and blood. No, he didn't. No, he didn't, did he? No. No. But he said, some of you have left the gospel that we preached to you. You've been seduced. You've been lied to. You've walked away. Let me tell you something, that's dangerous. That's dangerous for your eternity. Back to 1 Peter chapter 1, reading 2 through 5. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. Unto the obedience and sprinkling the blood of Yeshua the Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. How many of you have the peace of God? You see, you can have peace multiplied in your life. I don't care what turmoil is going on out there. If you have the peace of God, you can have peace no matter what's happening. He said, peace be multiplied unto you. Let me tell you something. He didn't say peace be added. He said multiplied. You know, when you add, the numbers don't go up as fast as when you multiply. See, two plus two is four, but two, well, two times two is four. It's not a good illustration, was it? Okay, two plus three is five. Two times three is six, right? But as the numbers get bigger, he said, peace be multiplied. All right, let's go to verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua, the Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Yeshua, the Christ, from the dead. See, it's all about the fact that Yeshua is not dead. He's alive. And to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Have you ever noticed you get something new? And after you've had it a while, it begins to rust, begins to mold, it begins to fall apart, it gets old, it gets corrupted. See, we have an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that won't fade away, and it's reserved in heaven for you. Who keep, who keep, And hang on to the gospel that was brought to us. Verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Go on down to verse 18 through 25. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold. God did not redeem you. He didn't buy you with silver and gold. He didn't buy you with corruptible things. From your vain conversation received by the traditions of your fathers. No, he he bought you with the blood of his son. 
He bought you with the blood of his son. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. See, we have purified our souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto the unfringed love of the brother. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again, not of incorruptible seed, a corruptible seed, but incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and bideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower therefore fadeth and falleth away. But the word, the word, the word of the Lord endures forever. The Bible says the word was made flesh. The word was God. He's alive. He endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached to you. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2, 1 through 9. Wherefore laying aside all malice. Uh-oh. And all guile, and hypocrisy, and envy, and all evil speaking. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. You ever been around a newborn baby? All they want to do is eat. And if they're not eating, they're sleeping. And when they wake up, they want to eat again. They eat about every three hours. They're awake and eat. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word, you and I should desire the milk of the word of God. That you may grow thereby. That you may grow. If so be, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone, a living stone, he's alive. Disavowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious. You also are lively stones 
built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And to you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. A stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they are appointed. From this weekend, we're going to talk about that. They are appointed. But you, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God called us into his light. We're lively stones. We serve a living God. We're a spiritual building. We're his body. And they try to say our Lord and Savior didn't rise from the dead. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Let me tell you something. Do you remember when when Thomas, the Lord had appeared to the disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And whenever they came and they said, I mean, can you imagine their excitement? Can you imagine your excitement if your loved one who died suddenly walked into a room alive and you go tell your relatives that they weren't there, Uncle Joe's alive, he came and he was sitting in the living room and talking with us and he ate with us. You're going, you're crazy. Well, that's what Thomas did. Thomas said, you guys are hallucinating. You guys are so grieved that you're just imagining things. He goes, I don't believe it, and I won't believe it till I can put my finger in the hole of his hand and shove my hand into his side. And guess what happened? The next time Yeshua appeared, Thomas was there. And Yeshua said, Thomas! Come put your finger in my hands. Come put your finger in the holes of my hands. Shove your hands in my side. 
Thomas said, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Our Savior is alive. Turn to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 11, 14 and 15. Our God is alive. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a live one. Second Corinthians 11, 14, 15. And no marvel, for Satan himself is a transformed into an angel of light. Now I want you to listen to this. Therefore, it is no great thing for his ministers also to be transformed as ministers of righteousness. There are ministers out there that are the devil, whose end shall be according to their works. You remember what Prophet Decker used to say? He'd bring, he'd bring a, a piece of ministry. And he'd say, don't take my word for it. Just because I tell you that we should be keeping Shabbat, don't take my word for it. He said, you go look at the scriptures and make sure that I'm preaching the scriptures. And he said, when I quit preaching the scriptures, run for me. Don't just walk, run. Because Satan himself can be transformed into an angel of light. There are preachers out there that have been transformed into ministers of righteousness. But they're ministers of Satan. Satan is wanting to kill, steal, and destroy you. Don't be vulnerable. Don't be gullible. You have the word of God. You have the witness of the apostles. You have the witness of the Holy Ghost inside of you. First John chapter two. First John chapter two. Eighteen through twenty six, little children. It is the last time. As you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now, there are many antichrists, whereby we know that this is the last time. And they went out from us, but they were not of us. Listen up! John says there were people who were part of us, and they left. They were part of us, and they left. I remember in the scripture when it happened, Yeshua looked at the disciples and said, 
Are you guys going to go too? They said, well, Lord, where would we go? Where would we go? They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Ye have an unction of the Holy One, and you know all things. For I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. The lie that he's still dead is not the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denies that Yeshua is the Christ. He's the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whoso denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has this Father also. Why? Because Yeshua said, I and my Father are one. Let us therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall Continue in the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Do you know what the opposite of eternal life is? Eternal death. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Sounds like John knew some things were going on, didn't he? Let's go to 1 John chapter 4, 1 through 5. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. If it's not in the scriptures, run! From me. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Now listen up. Here's how you're going to know the Spirit of God. John's telling us. Every spirit that confesses that Yeshua the Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Yeshua the Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you hear what he's saying? 
You have overcome the Antichrist spirit because you have God living inside of you and he's greater than the Antichrist. We are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world and the world heareth, excuse me, they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the word world hears them. We are of God, and he knoweth God hears us, and he that is not of God hears us not. Well, that's pretty black and white, isn't it? Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of air. Second John 1, 7 through 11. Many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Yeshua, the Christ, is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. John had revelation on this, didn't he? I'm telling you, come this weekend, Come this weekend, God is going to open some things up. God is going to open up some things. I've, I've, I've got some things that, that Prophet taught back in the 90s that you've never heard. Now, you're going to hear it this weekend. Look into yourself that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he has both the Father and the Son. Thank you, Lord. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not Receive him not into your house. Neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. Wow. Wow. That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong, Sister Donna. Well, it wasn't my words. I read it. It's, it's what John wrote there in Second John 1, 7 through 11. I, I was just reading it. That's all I'm doing. I was just reading it. He said, receive him not into your house, nor bid him Godspeed. And if you bid him Godspeed, you're a partaker in their evil deeds. See, we don't understand that very well. We've not been taught that very much, have we? But John understood, and he preached it. He wrote it. Says First Corinthians chapter fifteen. How much time do I have here? I'm going to get all carried away and not pay attention to what time it is. Oh, yeah, I've got time. i got six minutes. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 12 through 26. 
Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Good question, huh? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ isn't risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and our faith is also vain. Yea, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if it be so that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ rise. Raise. Rise, raise, risen. And if Christ is not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. You see, if he isn't raised from the dead, everything we believe is just a lie. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Do you understand what he's saying? If our only hope of Christ is in this lifetime, all the slack, the persecution, the being different and peculiar, the demanding yourself to be holy, you're just most miserable because you should have been out there living it up with the world. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, we do have a better place. For since by man came death, that would be Adam, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. That's Yeshua. And so in Adam all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule, all authority, and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Yeshua destroyed death. 
He has the keys of death and hell. He's alive! Don't believe the lie! But he's not alive. Don't believe it. Father, I come before you. Yelabu hudabahadabiha. Yelabu yelabayabiha. Father, I lift up to you those who are listening. Anyone you have something you need to be healed of, I want you to just put your hand there. I want you to put your hand there. I want you to believe God. Somebody you have you have an issue with prolapse. I want you to believe God. In the name of Yeshua. Be healed. You're going to buy high. Yeah, you're going to buy high. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, Father. Ooh, Shabbat Kahayo. Ooh, In the name of Yeshua. Curse those lying symptoms. And I command the healing in Yeshua's name. Amen. I want to thank you for listening. I want to remind all of you that with God, with our God, all things are possible. Shalom. Sure.